Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Coming up on today's episode, we get the lowdown on the Burger Week with Daniel Gurvich, one of the masterminds behind nine straight years of burger competition in Winnipeg. But first, a word from our friends over at DraftKings. The NFL season is just around the corner, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for the first week, which is just what is it, 14, 15 days away now? All you have to do is just bet $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season, and you receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. So all you got to do is just bet $1, and you get $200 in free bets right after that. So take advantage of the limited time offer. DraftKings, again, is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game. Plus, you can make every game a big contest with same game parlays. And on top of it, DraftKings has their free-to-play pools, a bunch of other options for you to get into the game. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. What's good and welcome to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Rewicki. You can follow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Rewicki or the podcast at Skates Plates Pod. So we're switching things up a little bit this week, seeing as it's the end of August and hockey news is quieted down even more so than usual. We will get into some Jets talk next week, including a project that I've been working on that's taken up a little more time than I anticipated, but it's going to be worth it, I'm pretty sure, I think. I hope so. It'll be good, trust me, but that'll be fun. We'll get into that next week. Our focus, though, is going to pivot from the ice to the grill now. 
And that's because, yep, we're a week away from the best time of the year when it comes to the culinary calendar in Winnipeg. And that, my friends, is the start of Burger Week. Oh, I'm so jacked. If you haven't already started coordinating pickup plans with friends and family, if you haven't begun to create a power ranking of options, if you haven't set up your salad intake before September and after the festivities, well, then you've got to step up your game a little bit because this is no joke. It's no joke to me. I don't know what it is about burgers in particular that gets this city so loco, but, ah, man, I, I just love how much Burger Week really has taken Winnipeg by hold. And it's one of my favorite weeks of the year, culinary or, or non-culinary. I just think it's a great time and the city really gets into it. So I figured what better way to get everybody in the mood than to go behind the scenes and find out what goes into setting up La Burger Week and how the magic gets pulled off year after year. So joining us now is one of the masterminds and the co-organizer of La Burger Week here in Winnipeg. He's been in charge since the very first LBW nine years ago. Super pumped to bring on a special guest to the podcast. Daniel Gervich is joining us. Daniel, how's it going today, man? Doing excellent, Brandon. Thanks so much for having me. I'm pumped to be here. Yeah, I mean, this is, I, I guess, your Super Bowl right now, or the lead up. It's like the week <laughs> before, the, the bye week before the Super Bowl. I mean, can you can you put into words just how crazy and how busy and how intense this lead up is for you guys setting up Burger Week here in Winnipeg? Yeah, man, you know, you hit the nail on the head there. It's absolutely crazy. You know, for us, um, I'm sure a lot of people realize by now, but, you know, <laughs> this event uh, doesn't happen with a, with a, without a huge amount of planning and logistics behind it. So, you know, we start preparing and, and getting everything going in poof, May, basically. And then uh, when this time comes around, things are, are chugging along. And, you know, we've got over 200 restaurants this year. And then also just obviously given the circumstances of COVID and everything um, and restaurants opening back up and being short staffed and, and all the rest of it, we're just, uh, we're hustling hard to get, to, to get this event ready and, and off the ground, but we're looking forward to it. It's going to be fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not like you needed more obstacles and hurdles, a pandemic <laughs> too, like you didn't have enough to do, but I mean, you touched on it there. I mean, it starts all the way back in May. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's pretty much a year long process for you to begin with anyways, but like, just take us through what it's like to set this thing up every year. Yeah, you know, it's a huge amount of work, you know, and then on top of Burger Week, you know, uh, myself and my sister, who's the other organizer here in Winnipeg, you know, we run Poutine Weekend Pizza Week here in Winnipeg. So yeah, it's uh, once one is done, we go on to the next, but you know, the planning and logistics, really it's starting from obviously getting people signed up, connecting with restaurants, making sure they're aware of what's going on with the event, doing all the back-end coordination of, website and design and you know we have new logos new artwork every single year and and making sure the website's functional for all the you know basically hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that are going to go on it and vote and check out burgers we need to make sure it's all functional and, and all the information is up to date so there's the cross-referencing of information and making sure everything's all good there and uh, and then it comes down to the promotion side of things and making sure all of that is happening and, and all, um, you know, scheduled and ready to go. Restaurants obviously are expecting this. This is uh, the end of the day. It's a marketing, uh, you know, event for them. They want to market their restaurants and, and what's going on for them too. And we have to make sure that they're seeing that, that return on their investment there. So it's uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of moving parts, but uh, 
you know, at this point where the way that we've grown, we've, we've definitely found ways to make it easier on ourselves, but at the same time, you know, as things get bigger, there's more variables, more moving parts. So it, uh, it, it, it inevitably gets more difficult as things, as things progress, but in a good way, in a good way for sure. Yeah. Now, while we were setting this up, you mentioned to me that you've been here since day one, setting this up here yeah. in Winnipeg, which was nine years ago. This is actually going to be the 10th anniversary of La Burger Week. And we'll get to that in just a second, what that entails. But mm -hmm. do you like, did you have any background in, in culinary? Were you like a part of a restaurant family? Like what first yeah. got kicked into Burger Week nine years ago? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, great question. You know, me and my sisters um, all had a, you know, an experience in culinary. So basically, you know, we all started working in restaurants when we were quite young. Uh, before we were even 18, you know, we worked for a wow hospitality group for a long time. The three of us used to work at Paso La Vista downtown for uh, those who are of a certain age, they'll remember that restaurant. And, uh, and then I started working in just numerous restaurants, you know, throughout, you know, basically to pay my university, uh, you know, as I was going through it all. So I've, you know, I've worked at Deer and Almond, I've worked at Wasabi Sabi, I've worked at uh, Pizzeria Gusto, I've worked, in, you know, in a number of different restaurants. And, and as I did that, you know, you obviously, you know, you, you grow your, your connections in those industries and who you know. And, uh, you know, the culinary community in Winnipeg is uh, one of those things that it's it's big and small at the same time. There's a, there's a lot of people there, but everyone knows each other and knows what's going on. So spending the amount of time that I did in, uh, in restaurants and, you know, being anywhere from serving to managing and uh, and kind of everything in between you know throughout the years you get to know a lot of people in it so you know to bring it back to burger week and and when we were kind of top on the shoulder to uh to organize the event here in winnipeg it was pretty natural fit you know we we knew the restaurants we knew the owners and it was just a matter of uh making sure that they knew what was going on and believed in the event and promoted it the right way and Next thing you know, you're nine years later and <laughs> 200 restaurants and, and it's going strong still. So, yeah, it's been great. What is it about burgers that just does it for you? And, and why that was like the one, I guess, meal item that you decided to dedicate a whole week to ahead of people, which is now part of it, right? But like, there, like there's a lot. Like, What made the burger the king of yeah. king? And that was the decision to go with. Well, I mean, I'll be honest. So, I mean, the, the founders of Burger Week, uh, Naheem and Terry, uh, Naheem Adam and Terry Sam out in Montreal there, you know, when, when I've talked to them about how the, why the burger is the perfect thing, and it's true, it's just a blank slate and it's ubiquitous and it's something that everyone can execute in a different way. You know, there's some dishes that people are like, oh, well, the same could be said for noodles. Or it's like, yeah, yes and no, in a sense. And, and I think that the burger is... It's a unique thing that is, uh, it's loved by I'll say all and everybody kind of has their different take on it. And once we started to, uh, you know, get into it, I'll say once, you know, we started to see what people could do with the burger, it almost like it, it blew my expectations on what, what kind of blank slate it could really be. Because even when it comes to the bun, a bun doesn't need to be a bun. It can be two deep fried ramen pieces of ramen noodles. It could be you know, deep fried rice patties, it can be anything really. And, and whatever you put on the inside, it still constitutes a burger at the end of the day. So I think it was just kind of that perfect, uh, yeah, that that perfect vessel, I'll say, to uh, to kind of execute an event like this and, and allow the chefs to put their unique touch and, and and have some creativity with it. And the last thing we want is for everybody to have the exact same thing. And it's no, no fun for anyone, right? So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't think that's an issue though. I, I mean, you, you touched on some of them there, like the ramen... Uh, bun patty burger. There was mm -hmm. one last year where it's gravity defined noodles and right, I mean, yes, from, yeah. from, from vegan to dessert. Like, yeah. it, I mean, have there been a couple 
that have kind of stood out in your memory over these past nine years? Not necessarily like yeah. a favorite, because I know, you know, we, we don't need to pick favorites. Everybody's putting out <laughs> beauty creations. For sure. I mean, like, I'll talk about kind of my personal preference, and then I'll talk about things that have stood out to me, because I think those are two different things. You know, I'm uh, I'm a purist when it comes to burgers. People have probably heard me say this numerous times and in various interviews throughout the year. You know, I always say that Buddy Burgers from A&W are, are my literal favorite if I had to pick one. I'm seeing your, you know, for all those listeners out there that can't see Brandon's face right now, that was an undoubtedly he agrees with my statement. So that's good. Um, and then, you know, if we're going to talk the local version of that, to me, that Sonia stand out, out in Lockport, like, poof, just perfect for me. It's, uh, you know, I want something that's, that's a small self-contained unit of deliciousness, I'll call it, when you have that nice, you know, caramelized onion cheese kind of, um, you know, basically creates the clay, the the molding that, that sticks it all together. That's kind of what I want. I don't want anything too big and crazy. Uh, but that's, once again, that's personal preference. I like the simplicity of it all. So when people ask me what stands out in my mind, that's like the Ron Swanson that the Cornerstone did, I don't know, three years ago, I think was basically that, you know, pretty, very simple, straightforward burger. Um, I actually saw the new burger this year is doing a very similar one at their Forks location, I think. So that's going to be really cool. Clementine has always really stood out in my mind. They've had unique creations that have been simple enough that I still want to go and try them personally, but I don't, um, but they're still unique. You know, they did a burger dip one year and their chicken parm was on point as well. Um, but then ones that have like stood out, stood out to me. I mean, St. James Burger and Chipco, like every year goes ham off the wall. They try things new, crazy, unique. They put peanut butter. They do, you know, this is poutine week, but I mean, they did like a rainbow gravy for poutine. Like I, I love that kind of creativity and, and going, just kind of going at it because, you know, although it might not be what I'm first and foremost going for, there's a lot of people that are looking for that. And there are a lot of people that are looking for out there for the outrageous in that sense. Um, so those types of things stand out to me. People that try different proteins, I mean, it's always a risk. And I like that they do that, whether it's, you know, soft shell crab. I know, like, <clears throat> I know that Wasabi did, like, um, you know, in between two deep fried rice cakes and did, like, more of a sushi burger, which is pretty cool. Um, thinking about the dessert burgers, those actually do quite well. Saucers Cafe ten tends to do dessert burgers that do really well, I, I know, and those are cool. And, uh and yeah, and I think like, man, just like every single year I'm blown away. I'm like, when, when I think that it can't be done, I'm like, there's no, it's like everything in the, in the pantheon of burgers, it's been done. It's already been done. And then somebody goes, oh, something like, no, no, that's a new one. I haven't seen that one yet. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm surprised I'll say every single year, but yeah, there, there's always been some, some crazy, crazy creations, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, I have to say, too, before we get back into this, that I'm pretty sure we just had a, a stepbrothers, do we just become best friends moment? <laughs> With the Buddy, buddy Burger yeah, is the best fast food bite that's out there. And on top of it, it Sonia's is like my childhood out in Like, nice. there's something deep within my soul where, like, if I could only ever have one burger for the rest of my life, it's going to be from Sonia's, no doubt. So I, yeah, I appreciate right. you giving respect. them a shout out. <laughs> respect well people often look like i'm crazy They're like you drive to lockport for like a single cheeseburger i'm like yeah <laughs> like 100 i do yeah, you don't <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. you don't weird yeah so we we touched earlier on nine years in i believe you started out you said with like just 20 restaurants in the first yeah. year and it's up to 200 now man it's crazy like basically like i was kind of saying you know previously 
you know, when we first started, it was obviously nobody knew what it was because it was the first year. And we were, you know, knocking down the doors of our friends' restaurants and being like, hey, we think this could be cool. You should do this. Like, let's get it up and up and running. And we probably had about 20 restaurants participate. And, you know, we were, I was hand delivering posters, you know, if you want to get into kind of the, the roots of it, like hand delivering the posters to each restaurant and making sure they're okay. And, and there was still, you know, it, it was a, it was a different vibe, I'll say back then, uh, as far as what, how we promoted the event, because it was more, it was smaller, right? We were just trying to get people out to do it. And I would say probably around year three or four, uh, you know, it started to really kind of catch on and we saw more and more uptake on it. And, had to really uh, step up our game, I guess, you know, as, as things start to grow and, you know, we no longer can hand deliver posters to each restaurant. So you have to figure out how to deliver them, <laughs> deliver them, uh, you know, prior to, and then you start to figure out the logistics of it. And then, you know, we went from 20 restaurants to, you know, 60 to 80, and then, you know, putting on caps because we didn't know how many restaurants we could actually handle of participating and then this year you know over 200 which is uh awesome and we've extended it to two weeks as well which is uh, another another new thing for this year uh which like any new thing there's always controversy around you know some people uh some people hate it some people love it um you know time will tell uh and you know the two weeks thing to touch on that quickly is you know it's interesting because you know we see we see so many, like there's so many restaurants, there's so many participants, so many people that want to try different ones and aren't in town for the week. And, you know, oh, it's September long and kids are back to school. So really, we're not looking to, you know, put pressure on restaurants to, you know, to burn themselves out. We understand that it's tough as is already. And and we're also not looking to dilute the event. Uh, you know, what we're really looking to do is just give more people more of an opportunity to try burgers. And <laughs> that's what it's all about. You know, we want restaurants to succeed and we want them to be busy, obviously. Obviously, that's, uh, you know, a big goal of ours. And then we want people to, to try delicious food. And and then now at this point, too, you know, bringing a charitable component into it, hopefully raise some money for uh, for a good cause along the way. So that's that's really our goal. And we feel kind of the two weeks has allowed us, well, hopefully allowing us to do that more. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, I mean, it just for me means that the diet starts September 15th instead of September, I guess, 8th now. So that's right, I'll, man. yeah, I'll make do, but it's all good. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's a couple months overdue anyways. So I'm, I'm sure I can handle waiting another week. Um, We're making up for lost time. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Do you know how many burgers get sold during burger week? Like in the past? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a great question. I wish I could give you exact numbers, but let's put it this way with, you know, the amount of restaurants that we have, it's, gonna probably be in the millions i would say at this point because it's just when when you when you start to take in the okay so you know you have 120 restaurants some of them are selling up to a thousand burgers a day oh not all of them are going to be selling that many for sure but even if you average it out to a couple hundred a day you know a couple hundred burgers even you know 300 burgers sold a day by a hundred restaurants times seven days, it the number gets up there pretty quick, right? So, um, you know, I'll have to do quick math at that. I don't want you to quote me on that on the podcast, and I look like an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the number, the number gets up there really, really quickly um, as far as to how many we've sold. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy how many burgers get eaten. There's people that eat like up to forty five burgers by themselves in the week. Like it's, it's nuts. It's, uh, it's really nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I look, I'm, I'm all into it, right? Like this is my time to shine. But the ones that <laughs> I'm blown away at how many people do ultimately cram in here. And I was just, I was curious what the actual number might be because it seems like everywhere you look, 
there is a lineup across the block at a bunch of different restaurants. But yeah, I'm yeah. not going to check your math on that. That sounds right. <laughs> but it's just it's just wild to think that even here in Winnipeg alone that, you know, pretty much a million plus burgers are going to be eaten in the first couple I of hope months. I hope so. We should we, we should check on that before we say it, because I want to yeah. make sure that that's right. But yes, yeah. I mean, like there there will be there will be a lot. You know, it's like um, there's a lot of restaurants that they actually stop selling their entire menu just to sell because they can't actually handle the capacity. Right. So they just do burgers for Burger Week. Uh, there's a lot of restaurants that like that sell out every single day just because there's no way they could make actually enough to keep on going you know which is and they expect to sell out which is which is good you know it's really good in the lineups and yeah it's uh it's yeah i talked to you know obviously having a lot of friends that are owners of restaurants and just knowing a lot of the people that participate you know i i talked to them leading up and and uh obviously they love it and they love being busy but like it's it is literally their busiest time of the year for for a lot of restaurants they're gearing up for it they're putting in food orders like food orders months in advance um for the stuff because they need special ingredients and you know like if you need to sell a thousand burgers a day and your special ingredient is burrata cheese it's like Try to make sure you have enough burrata, and if you don't have a burrata supplier, well, then you know you might be pretty hooped. You can't leave that till two weeks before. Like that is like uh that's a June thing, right? For for these restaurants to make sure that they're all set up for this. So it, the the planning, you know, on on our end is obviously intense, but even for restaurants, super intense. You know, I I remember having a restaurant one year being like, dude, I know this sounds dumb, but like I did a two patty burger and didn't calculate my flat top space and completely screwed myself. They're like, I can't physically make this many patties on my flat top to keep up with this demand, right? Or people will do like a fried chicken burger and then forget that like fried chicken takes, you know, 25 minutes to cook. And when you have a rush and how big is your fryer? And like, you know, like my buddy Mike at King and Bannatine, like straight up, he'll tell you, he's like, we're doing this in an oven. Like he's doing burgers in an oven. Like it's not, he doesn't have a flat top. He doesn't have a grill. He is pumping out like from 9 a.m. till 9 p.m. for an entire week, pumping out burgers in an oven. It is just madness for them, right? To try to figure this all out. So yeah, it gets, uh, it gets pretty crazy. Well, that's a great segue <laughs> because we're actually having Mike on for Friday's episode. So nice, nice. that one, we'll, we'll go a little <laughs> deeper into Burger Week there. But yeah, man. And the whole crew down <laughs> in Kingham Band, they actually unveiled their Burger Week burger on their Instagram account. And again, it looks like it's going to be an absolute banger. Have you seen essentially like the, the entire catalog of, of what's to come? And can you maybe yeah. shed a little bit of light on, on what the upcoming lineup is going to be? Well, you know, I'm not going to give any spoilers out. We'll give, we'll have the full lineup. The website and full lineup will be released this week. But yeah, you know, and I have seen uh, a, a lot of them coming in, obviously, over the past little bit. And like they, like, like every year, man, it just runs the gamut. Like it's like, it's just you have everything and anything under the sun. Uh, anything from vegan to you know straight up traditional to way over the top. I haven't seen any trends yet this year, but I haven't looked that closely to be off to be honest. Like most years you'll see a bit of a trend of what's going on whether it's like you know this year it's like a i remember one year there was like a ton of nacho style burgers i remember you know there's like beef styles some year so it, you, you kind of do see some trends that way whether or not it's just anecdotal or you know that's actually what's going on who knows right but it is interesting to see um but yeah it's man it's all over the place uh i do think that i have seen this year one thing i will say is that i have seen more 
kind of going back to the basics a little bit because uh, I've seen a couple like that, which I'm happy about, but that's just me personally. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. So it's coming out this week, all the the pictures and everything like that, because yeah, man. my my ultimate fat guy move is it's the first website I visit each morning and I hit refresh <laughs> just to double check, but it's coming out in a couple of days, I'm guessing. Perfect. Yeah, we're getting it. Uh, we're getting it all up and running in the next couple of days here, and we'll be uh, we'll be launching it. We'll you know we'll announce it on the Liberty Week, Week Instagram account, and then on uh, Charcoal Collaborative Instagram account there as well, which we cover you know the more Winnipeg specific event I'll say, and Liberty Week is just uh, everything Liberty Week there. So, yeah, uh, all the info will be coming out soon, and uh, and everyone can start planning their burger adventures. You know, two weeks this time, so people have. Uh, some pretty big tours to be planning, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> now, you also mentioned, and, and thanks so much for taking the time, by the way. I yeah, really of course. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned a charitable component of, of Burger Week. Can you just explain a little bit about that and how people can get involved? Yeah, for sure. So we, we uh, partnered up with United Way uh, a few years back uh, during Burger Week to uh, help fund some of their school lunch programs, after school food programs, and just general food security programs. And and uh, ended up doing really well. Uh, so basically what we do is that uh, give restaurants the opportunity if they choose to participate to add an extra dollar to their burger. And every single uh, dollar that's you know added to the burger and burger sold uh, goes directly to your, towards United Way. So directly towards after after school programs and food security programs, like I mentioned there. And, uh, and yeah, so basically all you have to do is find out which restaurants are participating. It'll be listed on the website and uh, go and buy a burger from their restaurant and you will be supporting the charity. And, you know, as always, if people want to support directly, they can. We can give dedicated links and things like that if, if people uh, feel the need. But it's not something that we ever, uh, you know, require, obviously. We try to just bake it into the event. And, uh, yeah, I mean, first year that we did it, we were basically able to fund every single after-school program and lunch program in the city of Winnipeg for an entire year with the uh, funds that we raise so hoping to uh, continue on that trend and uh, get some more money into the, into the school programs uh, hands there so yeah that's awesome that's so great and I mean if you needed another reason to eat a couple of burgers in a, in a few weeks for charity time, for, right yeah that, I'm eating burgers for charity here come on <laughs> calories do not count when it's for charity we're all good awesome all right Daniel well before I let you go uh, just let uh, our listeners know um, you know any websites any social media handles yeah. all that stuff just whatever you want to plug for the upcoming burger week uh, the floor is yours yeah for sure so i mean go to laburgerweek.com obviously that's going to be uh laburger week central there you're going to find all the uh different participating restaurants descriptions prices photos etc etc there so that's number one for instagram just head to laburger week or to charcoal collaborative um just to check out all the winnipeg uh centric burger week focused content so that's charcoal collaborative in winnipeg and then La Burger Week nationally, and that's it. Oh, and I should shout out also our sponsors. So uh, DoorDash, um, Cisco, and Saputo, uh, all of our national sponsors this year. They do wonderful, wonderful things for us and make sure the event is a success. So, uh, yeah, huge thank you to all of them as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I guess the last thing I have to do here is just forward you over my resume to uh... – <laughs> Try and be an honorary taste judge. I, I don't know if there's a, an application. What you can tell me what the process. You know, man, we'll talk. We'll talk off mic. Uh, I've got. Uh, we, we've got some opportunity for uh, for friends and family to uh, to come in and uh, and be. We'll say unofficial judges too. So yeah, we we can chat. We can chat. <laughs> Music to my ears. I love it. Awesome. All right. Well, again, I know you're busy. I guess get some rest before the upcoming <laughs> yeah, And uh, everyone, I know everyone here in Winnipeg is super excited, but. 
really appreciate you taking the time, Daniel, and just, you know, taking us a, a peek behind the curtain into what goes into making Burger Week as special as it is every year. Cheers, Brandon. Really appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, hope everybody has a wonderful Burger Week and uh, gets to try some delicious creations. Yeah. Huge thanks to Daniel for stopping by. And like he said, make sure to check out the La Burger Week website and their social media handles for the contestants that will enter the culinary arena here in Winnipeg. We'll definitely break down 100%. We'll break down the top contenders on either Friday or Tuesday's show. One for me that's at the top of the list every year is King and Bannatine's entry. And they unveiled their burger on their Instagram page, I believe, last week sometime. And again, it looks just outstanding. Uh, but we're going to be joined by owner Mike Del Buono for Friday's show. So super fascinated, you know, for me to speak to somebody who's behind the counter. And I, I just want to know, find out the insane amount of work that goes into pulling this off. And what goes into the decision making and the choice behind the burger every single year. So really, really excited to speak with Mike about that. Plus, King and Ben has two new ventures they've got planned in the near future. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. So make sure you tune into that when we return for Friday's episode. Until then, though, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Rewicki. Peace.